All right, Joel, welcome to the Invisible Path number four. How are you, man? I'm doing great, man. How are you? Good. <laughs> really good. It's awesome. Uh, awesome. I, we have two listener questions this week, so I'm going to hit you with those right out of the gate, both for you, of course, because nobody wants to hear a single word from me. <laughs> Come on, man. <laughs> uh, number one, uh, you said... Joel, you said, um, it's better to be an optimist and be wrong than a pessimist and be right. Why do you feel that way? Because I've done the opposite. <laughs> I know from experience, man. <laughs> right? Like, yeah. it is, that being said, that being said, if you're, if you're hung up on, on the negative stuff, maybe that's just a sign that you need to uh, see what you can do to take care of that. Right. Like mm -hmm. if there's something that that's stressing you out, maybe that's a sign that you should actually go into that a bit and try to make it better in some way, try to uh, eliminate that risk or whatever. But um, yeah, it's just from experience. <laughs> yeah. <clears throat> experience is like, the ultimate way to learn things too, right? It's like, we can come up with all these ethereal ideas of what things should be, but um, when you truly embody the experience of something, you, you, have so, you have a deeper level of knowledge. You do, right? They, I believe they call that wisdom. And the, <laughs> it's yeah. like the, the, yeah. the price, the, and the price you pay for that wisdom is like, is like Life. whatever, it's your whole life ground up and distilled down into that. And, and so wisdom is, is acquired probably through hard knocks and through, through pain and, and sometimes through making a mistake and then repeating that same mistake again and For maybe sure. even again, right? And maybe so, even again and again and yeah. again and again. Yeah. Easy. Yeah. I mean, there are entire religions, right? Based upon the idea of of needing lifetimes to learn mistakes. So if you you may not yeah. you may not figure out you may not figure out all your mistakes in one lifetime. And that's that's a good model because that that teaches some uh, that frames that frames your experience uh, with some level of like self acceptance and um, and also just having a little bit of lightheartedness about just the folly of this whole thing in yeah. a way. So. So yeah. yeah, it's good. There's so many different ways to kind of slice this thing, this thing, and and to frame life. And uh, you can do that in, the, and the way it's framed is uh, is going to like unconsciously influence how it is that you're that you're viewing like everything that happens to you and, and the people around you and how you see life. Um, and it's like it's interesting. Oh man, we're just we're just gonna spiral out. Forget whatever we had planned, right? Um, <laughs> I'm just kidding. One rant. So like, it's interesting with the whole, we're, we're like a Christian society here in America. It's, it's founded by, by Christians and you can't, in some sense, you can't escape from that. Even if uh, you, you're not a Christian because yeah. we have, you just look at like the health, the health space, the health space is like based in, so in, and the wellness space in a lot of ways is informed by this concept of, of purity and, and so in, in my mind, that seems sort of aligned with sin and the avoidance of sin. Mm -hmm. and, and there are like all of these unconscious kind of frames and values that are embedded in whatever culture you're living in, but then also whatever it is you're picking up from some other religion. You dive into like Hinduism or Buddhism or whatever, and it can reframe reality for you. That can be a, a, a refreshing thing if you're feeling kind of, uh, I don't know some kind of a somewhat oppressive weight boxed in yeah on you by by the values of of whatever you grew up with so yeah anyways that was question one right question one <laughs> <laughs> question two i i really like um and i don't know if you're going to be willing to answer it but i'm i'm pretty excited to find out oh, so yeah joel you said you had some amazing plans for your homeschooling are you willing to share any of those? Sure. So <laughs> some of that, yes, yes. So, so let me just like zoom out first and say that you have, like the way I view this is that you really need to, you need to pay attention to obviously what your kids are interested in and, 
encourage that. And, and I think we're going to get, we're, we're going to do a whole episode about education, but just briefly going to, if you go to college, you're going to focus in very narrowly, and very, very deeply on one subject. And, um, you know, I, I've done that. I work with a lot of people who've done that. And that's a fascinating thing. I mean, I know PhDs who have focused on and work with PhDs and all they've done is focus on one particular metal alloy. And mm-hmm. so what can you do with that? What you can do with that is you can work for a handful of companies that care about using that metal alloy. Yep. And literally no one else in the world cares about that. <laughs> and you can't really do a whole lot else. If you decide, well, I'm done with this, uh, you can't do much else with that, yeah. with that education. And the gains that mm-hmm. you can make, the discoveries that you can make in that field are very incremental because you've gone so narrow and so deep. And so where, where this gets back mm-hmm. to homeschool is that I think it's really interesting to First of all, pay attention to what your kids are interested in. See if you can find ways to add skills around that interest. So, for, and then what you do is you have a lot, you, you've created, you've helped create like this learning environment where the kid has um, a lot of different, uh, maybe shallower skills, but they've had exposure to a lot of different things. Yeah. So, so if your kid, like I, one of my kids is very interested in, in aerial arts, circus type of stuff. So we have stacked around that different things. We've stacked, and he's also interested in plants. Actually, let's go with plants. He's interested in plants. Uh, He's using a lot of your seeds, Sacred Plant Co., awesome stuff, germinates fast. So he's learning learning how to cultivate and propagate plants. But then right now, there is a, there's like a boom. There's a mania right now in house plants among millennials and Gen Z. So they're on Reddit, they're on Etsy, they're on eBay, and they're paying stupid money for houseplants. Like like sometimes $1,000 for a very small cutting of a plant. So one of my sons, he's really into plants. He's paying attention to this. He bought this one plant. He paid 60 bucks for it. I was like, this is crazy. But what's fascinating about this is we talked it through and it's like, hey man, you you can cut this thing up and you can turn this into a few different cuttings and you can propagate those and then you can flip those. Mm-hmm. So now he's taken his interest in plants. He now has set up his own Etsy shop where he can sell plants. We're talking about economics as well and about how this is a mania and how this mania of people paying this much money for plants is not going to last. The crash of this will most likely coincide with whatever kind of softness or weirdness happens in the market in the next 12 to 18 months or whatever. Um, and so he learned about on YouTube about like the tulip festival or I'm sorry, not the tulip festival, the tulip mania, the Dutch tulip mania, which happened Mm -hmm. several hundred years ago. And this was where people were paying stupid Mm -hmm. money for tulip bulbs. And so he learned, he's learning because he has an interest in plants. He's learning about the plants. He's learning about the Latin and the species and the propagation. Eventually we'll get into some like herbalism and learning about um, how to make tinctures and the useful things that you can do with plants but then he's also learning about human psychology and economics through like witnessing and then participating in a mania <laughs> of houseplants right now he's going to learn some business stuff by making some cash learning how to set up his little etsy shop and selling yeah. stuff and packing and helping with order fulfillment and all that that's just because he's interested in plants and so yeah. if you can if, and what it requires, though, as a parent is for you to know all this stuff in some way, shape or form mm-hmm. and to try to add skill stacks around them without them knowing that they're learning extra stuff. If they know it's education, then you failed. They'll they'll run away from that <laughs> because they've probably been, they've probably been conditioned by by their prior schooling that learning things is a bad idea. So you, you can't tell them that you can't clue them in. You have to trick them. That's a Jedi mind trick, you know, 100 yeah. percent. And mm. so, so that's how I look at it, I mm. guess, philosophically, I suppose. And that's a practical approach as well. Figure out what they're interested in. Find out how you can add skill stacks to that. And it doesn't all come at once. You have to just add one thing at a time, start from the core and build out from there. And it's a fascinating adventure. So do it. Yeah. It's awesome. It and sounds even if they're like not even if, Yeah. True. Even if they're not homeschooled, they're in regular school. You can still yeah. do this. For sure. Yeah. For sure. Yeah. 
Yeah, that, that is, I mean, it is amazing. It is amazing. The, the amount of branches that came off of that single idea. So that is, yeah. that is a fun, fun concept. And what a, what an incredible life skill. It's probably the, the only life skill yeah. that I have. <laughs> Wait, what, what is that again? Just being able to like stack different skills or just being able to, or... to take something that I get passionate about and branch it out into something else, right? It's like, yeah. there's nothing that has been more impactful in my ability to be successful than just jumping into something that I'm passionate about and finding out where the thread goes. Absolutely. And it really is, it's so interesting how it is all about having, if you can have a bunch of different dissimilar skills uh, you're going to combine those and in, in com- skills and interests, you're going to combine those in interesting ways. And absolutely everyone is unique. Everyone has some different things that they're interested in. And if you go broad, maybe you have some, you have to have some deep things as well, but if you go broad as well, uh, you can come up with some fascinating things. Yeah. Really, so really that true. leads into, I suppose, what we're going to talk about today, huh? Yeah. What are we going to talk about today? <laughs> so what are we talking about? The theme. I've wrote, I've written it down. So it's how to do things when you've got the perfect excuse not to, mm. uh, because that is really the game. And that's both like a mental game. It's a practical game of yeah. managing your time and, and all of that. But, um, there's so many different places we can go with this, but I think that probably what we, you and I have both found separately is that, um, you have to, you have, you have to both cultivate a practice where you get into that habit of just doing things incrementally that are working and, and putting you a little bit closer towards those goals you have. And then also um, working, how, working through the mental blocks that you may have as well um, yeah. in doing things. So, so these things that you're doing they, they could very, be very lofty goals. They could be very small goals, but um, it, you know, it could be starting a business, doing homeschool, deciding you're going to have some house plants you're going to take care of, uh, <laughs> deciding you're going to clean your yard. I mean, I don't know. Like, it's so interesting, like making some art. You know, there's so many people out there who are like, well, I'm going to do this thing when I have time. I'm going to do it later. God forbid, maybe they even make a, a pact for themselves that, oh, I'm going to do this when I retire. Yeah. Um, and because uh, the waiting keeps, the waiting creates more waiting in a, in a sense. Mm. Um, and I, I wonder if you have any thoughts about excuses. Like I've done a lot of thinking about excuses and, and where this comes in with uh, getting things done just starting yeah excuse so i think when when you when you bring up like what's something the first thing that always comes to my mind when you bring when you brought this concept in is uh the dishes right it's like so easy to get finished eating and then just put your dish down and be like well i'll figure that thing out later and the thing that Got a hundred percent of the time clicks in my mind when I do that is why are you being so lazy? <laughs> and it because it's yeah. a it's a one minute yeah. process, right? It's this problem. Like I love the simplicity of the dish because it's a one minute process to go stand by the sink, put some soap in my hand, put a sponge in the dish clean it out. And then that is done. And then I don't have to look like the negative repercussions of looking at a dirty dish 20 times throughout the day can be solved in one minute. But there are also times when I will be like, eh, forget that dish, man. I got, I want to go lay down. Like (laughs) I got to take care of myself. So the, the concept of excuses and how how uh, internalized and manifested those are, the, the excuse itself that we manifest and create and build and, and give credence to and give credibility to um, is a really interesting concept. So why, why do you think, why do you think it's so easy to give power 
to excuses. It's, it is everywhere. It's, it's because everyone, everyone's in the same boat and you can let yourself off the hook. If you have an excuse, it means you don't have to have accountability and, res and responsibility for that in the moment. You can, you can say, ah, oh, it's, it is sometimes it's you can almost just give it up to external forces and say, well, I'm not going to do that because I don't have the time. For sure. I don't have the money. Um, and if you do that, so it's interesting to the first step. It, it's kind of like the uh, it's kind of like the mindfulness practice where the first step is is not actually changing your behavior, but just becoming aware of your behavior. Yeah. And so notice the next time you're making an excuse or notice when you talk to someone else and they make an excuse. And it is such a straw man excuse. Usually like it is the weakest of excuses. <laughs> if you really take the time, like, Oh, I don't have time for that. It's like, are you sure about that? I mean, I think about, I actually went through. And so if you have, if you have like, everyone's on a toilet every day. Let's just say you're like, well, I would like to start this project. If I just dedicated the time five minutes a day to focus on this project while I'm on the porcelain throne. Yeah. Um, if you add, if you actually did that, and I'm not saying you should do that. It's, you probably need more deep work than that, frankly. But if you did that, that would come out to 30 hours in a year, 30 hours of, <laughs> of like focused attention. <laughs> If you break, if you broke it down into just five minutes every day. And yeah. so people, people mm. do have time, but they don't want to, and myself included, this isn't like a judgment on anyone else. Like where everyone's in the, the same boat with this. There's so much, so much messaging out there and it's just so easy to let yourself off the hook and yeah. say, Oh, I, I don't, uh, don't have the time. I don't have the money or I'm not smart enough or I don't, I'm not well connected enough for you you do this thing of like, well, that's only for these types of people. I'm not good enough to do that. Um, that's a terrible, that's a terrible excuse um, to have. So, yeah. so I think, it, so if you, once you have an excuse and if you believe the lie that your mind tells you about that, then you've lost, like you, you've just given up that potential um, yeah. tunnel of reality you've, you've you've given up you've like trimmed off that branch of potential reality that you could go down that now only exists as like a phantom parallel universe that you'll never get to experience so that's a fascinating <laughs> thing you can, <laughs> right you think about you think about hugh hefner if you would have been like well no I, I can't do that because i can't make this magazine for all these reasons he wouldn't have had that mansion and all those bizarre yeah dionysian hedonic experiences he would have trimmed that branch off completely uh so rand and, and i use that because that's a i use that as an example because it's such an extreme example he could have been um an insurance salesman yeah <clears throat> for sure so excuses are are a, a strange thing uh for sure um so when you're doing mm -hmm. things if so just like carry this past excuses when you're doing things. Um, and this will be a test for anyone who actually, who followed the advice hidden in the, the previous episode about going back and finding that Earl Nightingale video on YouTube. <laughs> he has this great line in there where he says that no one expects a fire to warm them up uh, before they have put wood in the stove. And yet that is... That's what we expect um, in some sense when we have a goal and we want to accomplish something. We want yeah. it to be easy. We want it to just happen. And there's so much work. There's so much wood you have to put in that damn stove to get something to work. Starting a podcast, starting a Harry Potter fan club, Instagram account, whatever the heck it is you're doing, it will take work and you will yeah. start in the beginning and you won't even see smoke in the beginning yeah. coming out of that stove you won't see a damn thing you'll just see a bunch of cold wood if you even got to the point of loading your stove with wood the the moment of the moment an excuse arises within you right it's really an inflection point of of a choice 
you you then are presented with the opportunity to either guarantee failure, right? Because if you buy into the if you buy into the value of the excuse, you've guaranteed failure and whatever whatever opportunity you are pursuing. Um, or you can go the other way, away from the excuse, and you've then guaranteed possibility. And but and that's like the first inflection point, right? Because the reality is then down the road, right, that excuse may be able to rear its head once again. Because the the point where you where you start to stoke the fire and you don't see smoke and you don't feel heat, and you're like, well, this is useless. That's another opportunity for you to walk away from something. And sometimes it's the right choice to walk away. But I, I think it, if you can get past the initial part and you can get to the point where you can, where you can see if you're, if you're taking, if, if you're receiving any energetic opportunity from the thing that you've put some work into, it becomes, it becomes a much easier choice. If you can get past that first, oh, I can't do this and just try it. And then a month later, you might be like, well, this Harry Potter Instagram thing, there's too, there's too much competition. Yeah. There's just, right. I, <laughs> this, right. this might not be the thing for me, yeah. but, but you, you've learned a lot in that month and whatever you learned in the, in the month, it's going to go back to what we started out talking about. It's going to layer on to something else that you have the opportunity to do. Whatever you've learned failing for a month on your Harry Potter Instagram is going to turn into yeah. gold somewhere down the road. That's just true. So I really think when an excuse arises, I, I, I really am, am digging the concept of that excuse being a, an opportunity to make a choice. And to either buy into the story that you want to create or proceed down a path of possible opportunity. So what it what is something like when that when that moment comes, when you get to the point of, hey, here's a possible excuse of something that I've thought about, what pushes you down down a road of possibility? Um I think we've talked about this a lot before in in uh, previous episodes, uh, I mean, it's really, it comes down to a mental game. It comes down to that awareness, bringing that awareness to, to both the fact that you should be an optimist. You may as well try things. What else are you going to do while you're here, while you've been given this incredible gray matter um, behind your eyes to work with? Um, you may as well make something uh, or do something that interests you and that might be of interest or help to other people. Um, yeah. And, and, and I, and doing it, it, it's like, I had to do, you're absolutely right. Like I had to do plenty of things very poorly for a long time. And I still do. Um, and now maybe it's just <laughs> learning of like, Oh, I did that thing again. It's not like I'm, some things are getting better. Some things are not like, I remember like product development wise that the Jetpack versus Optimus Red, like it was a much faster path in a sense or, or less expensive path to do Optimus Red than Jetpack, even though Jetpack is much simpler in some ways. Um, and, and so there is, you will get better over time by doing things. But the thing is getting back to the, this theme of 10 times longer, a hundred times longer than you think just just always, unless you're good or lucky. And if you are, then that's amazing. And uh, that's a gift and you should run with that. But for most people, it just takes a long time and you have to accept that you're going to do things poorly before you're going to do them well. And that that's the path that everyone has to take. You, you typically just see the highlight reel from people's successes, but in the background, they were doing things poorly and stumbling, uh, you know, through learnings for a hell of a long time. Yeah. And, and so when you, when you understand that, then it's like, okay, I do just need to start. Um, and, and part of it, you know, another part of it is that you see, you have some goal, let's say it's a fairly large goal and you just think, well, how can I do that? Right. It's so yeah. large. You can't even take a bite out of that. And so learning how to 
learning how to chunk that down into smaller pieces is a, is a really good skill. And then learning how to take whatever free time you have. I remember when whatever free time you have uh, and just use that, you're going to have to pay attention to where you have free time. Yeah. You need to learn something and you, you drive around a lot. Well then get some audiobooks, get some podcasts about the thing, the skills that you don't have that you know you need to bring your, your goals or whatever it is you want to manifest into reality. Yeah. Um, so you're gonna have to be intentional about that. Like that's a real important thing. I think that we're gonna talk about, we're, we're talking about like the psychological aspects of this. But there's also some real like practical stuff that isn't just a meme of like sitting on a, getting your time in every five minutes on a can, right? Like the, the commute, that's why podcasts are so incredibly deadly and why, why they're so popular is because it is a, an incredible medium where you can multitask mm-hmm. like who the heck is listening to this um or who the heck is watching this don't watch mm-hmm. this just listen to this and do something else Always. Um, where you can still pay attention to this right yeah. it's incredible and, and so i don't know i don't know if i answered your question or not i don't even know what the question was but um, well i think you did a great job answering yeah. the question <laughs> i also think you said something that is both psychological and practical to me which is like okay, you might do things poorly. But my thought, so I, I always, I put out these two musical albums, uh, yoga music albums at the beginning of, of 2021. And um, they're probably, I mean, they're probably not good. Um, and I, I, I I don't care. Like, I don't really care. They're, they're like, <laughs> they're, I'm, I'm really happy that I did them. And I can say, I'll like, Hey, if you have a like super popular yoga music album and you want to tell me my, my yoga music is, is dog poo, then it's like, all right. Yeah, that's cool. But for the other 99% of the world, you don't have a yoga music album. So like if I put out the worst yoga music album on the world, it's better than 99% of the other humans who've not made a yoga music album. And, and that's something that I think it, you, you should really offer yourself the credit of being someone who's willing to do something. Even if it's the worst thing that's ever been done ever, most people will never do the thing that you did. So I think there's like a psychological and practical component to doing things poorly and giving yourself credit for, for doing things poorly. Heck yeah. I just made a note. I'm going to listen to that. I'm sure it's not <laughs> bad at all. I can't wait. I can't wait for this. Um, yeah. We're, <laughs> we're going to be doing some, uh, some uh, group like yoga and stuff for homeschooling. So that's going to be in the mix now. So thanks. I, like, I can't wait. Um, I like, it's it's yeah. the intro music to our podcast. <laughs> Heck yeah. It's awesome. So, yeah, you, you have to accept that, that you'll fail. And something that people, so in school, you're taught that you shouldn't fail. And mm-hmm. the people that are the most successful, hands down, fail the most. And they don't care. The thing is, is that they do not care if they fail. It took me quite a while to figure that out, um, that, that failure is, is not some terrible thing that you can't recover from it's actually what you need to go forward and what you need to become more durable more anti-fragile and the people yeah the people that fail the most they have the best success you look at you look at um you know a guy who's afraid to approach you know approach someone that they're attracted to the the person who shot down the most when they go out uh, well, you don't go anywhere anymore. I guess it's all online dating. I'm so sorry for, for <laughs> to do this. But back in the day when it was an analog world and it wasn't yeah. virtual, we're totally doing an episode about analog versus virtual. Fascinating. <laughs> the people that got shot down the most, they had the most luck. The people Absolutely. that were not afraid to be, the, the people that were not afraid of rejection. Yeah. You cannot take rejection personally. Um, and, and another hard truth here is that when you're making something, you, you have to accept no one cares about you. No one cares about your product. What they care about is will your thing 
help them. Help them. And maybe that's what you should care about too, right? You should care yeah. about, can I do something that's going to help the most people? And, yeah. and you have to accept that just like, like, just like most people, people are self-interested. That's probably for a good reason. And, and you should accept that. And, and so get it through your head. No one cares about you. No one cares about your crap unless it's going to help them. And hopefully it will. And maybe over time, you're going to get better at making stuff that is going to help people in a, in a, uh, in a targeted way. And yeah. So you talked about, you mentioned Patrick, that 99% of people aren't going to ever hear your, your yoga music album. And so therefore it doesn't even exist to them. It doesn't matter. And so Andy Warhol, he said that uh, in the future, everyone's going to be famous for 15 minutes. Mm. And he's pretty correct about that with viral videos and all that. But more than that, in the future now, which is today, everyone is famous to 15 people or 1,500 people, maybe 15,000 people. If you want to, you can find that niche. You can find your tribe of people who are interested in what Mm. it is that you're you're creating out there. That's a really, I mean, that that is a brilliant piece of insight. I I think that is 100% true. Even if you're famous to one person, right? It's like, that there, you now in this world, um, you can connect if you're willing to, if you are willing to put in that energy, you, you can connect to your tribe, but I, I want to go back. Cause I, there's a pretty yeah. Ross Perot, right? We all know Ross Perot. He was a, the most successful third party candidate in too long. And, um, he, when he started his database business, which is where he made his billions, he got turned down a hundred plus times. And I remember thinking, hearing that and thinking about it and, and realizing that that's what you have to do if you want to be a billionaire. If, you're, if your goal is to be a billionaire, you're going to hear no a hundred plus times before you ever got your first yes. And I, there's, a, there's a certain sociopathy to, to be, to wanting to be a billionaire and to, to putting, putting in the ability to, to hear no 173 times. But if that's your goal, you should expect it from the jump. hundred percent. You do. Yeah. You do have to be obsessed. I think you're, you're right about that. And I think you also have to be obsessed, even if what you're doing is some, you're trying to just make, some, you're trying to make a dent in the universe in some very small niche corner that hardly anyone will ever know about. Yeah. You still have to be obsessed. You still yeah. have to put in um, thousands of hours. I mean, I have burned like learning, learning CAD software. I have consumed thousands of hours doing that um, because if you're going to, this leads into something else. If you're going to do something, no one's going to care and you're starting out small no one's going to care about it as much as you do. And it's, sure. it's harder, but it's better to learn how to do what you need to do yourself than trying to outsource it to someone, unless it's very specific and, and whatever. But I mean, typically, if it has to do with the main part of what you're putting together, you can't outsource that. You're going to have to take responsibility for that. And if you don't have the skills to do it, there's this thing that's called Google and you can go to that or DuckDuckGo. Go to DuckDuckGo. That one's good. But um, yeah. you, you type, <laughs> you know, I'm fascinated with like my, my kids. They'll be like, well, I don't know about this thing. How do I do this? And sometimes I tell them and sometimes I, I just say, mm. you have your phone in your hand. <laughs> right now you have your phone in your hand. Get, I'm trying to teach them to get into that habit of having some like self agency there and say, Oh, I don't know how to do something. I can go into YouTube and I can ask YouTube, how do I do this thing? And I'll find like 50 videos on how to do that thing. And so, so not knowing how to do something is not really a valid excuse uh, because Mm -hmm. it's all out there. You can learn if you really want it, you can learn how to do that and and you're going to do it poorly. And it's like the learning curve on some of the stuff is so brutal, but if you just accept you're going to have to burn, you know, 50 hours, maybe a thousand hours to really be good at something, 
uh, if you just accept that from the beginning and accept that that's how it is for everybody else and it's not just you, then it makes the pain of that a little bit better. Um, yeah. 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 It, so the, 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 the opportunity, right? The infinite opportunity to learn anything you want is, is something that you really truly should embrace. It is amazing that we are living at an experience where we can type in seven words into a little device and learn anything we want. That is something that yeah. you should wrap your arms around and squeeze as tightly as you can, because it is the yeah. path. Right. So as we kind of, as we work into this practicality, as we, as we move down this road of, Hey, everything's available. What are some other really practical things that can get yes. you to do that can get you down this path of creation or doing, or, or, or moving on beyond the initial excuse paradigm? Yeah. So I, I will get to that, but first back to the whole, <laughs> back to the whole thing and all the information is at your fingertips. We all yeah. take this for granted. I, I think maybe Gen X folks, older folks don't take it for granted as much, but like a fish doesn't know what the hell water is because it swims in it. And we swim yeah. in this, in just this information. And we don't understand that a few decades ago, what were you going to do? You were, you were going to the library and you were learning about the Hoping. Dewey Decimal System. Yeah. <laughs> oh my God. And and so I try to impart this. I try to impart this on my kids. Like you have no idea how insane this is. Like this is just the most improbable thing that's happened. And, <laughs> so and to just true. have access to all this information, it's just a stunning thing, and we all take it for granted. And it's like if you actually took a step back and appreciated it. I mean, that is why some of these like first generation immigrants that come to, to America, um, they do so well here because mm -hmm. they see how open and available everything is, and how many opportunities there are where everyone else here just takes it for granted. It's like, eh, whatever, here we are. I don't know. It's fine. I'm going to just watch some TV or something. Right. Yeah. So, yeah. So that's a fascinating thing. So, so to understand that in a, at a real visceral level and have some real deep appreciation for where we are in the historic moment is, yeah. is pretty, pretty damn significant. But for, so for practical things, I mean, time is a real problem um, and, and for, for a lot of people uh, carving out the time to do something. But if you pay attention to the time you have, you will see you, you do burn, you, you can waste just ungodly amounts of time. It's a pretty um, illusionary problem brain, for most of us. My goodness. So, so really practically, your brain is, is working at its best between uh, around, around two hours and four hours after you wake up in the morning. And so if you have, if you have some work to do that's going to require some real brain power, it's best to do that in the morning. And maybe it's not. Maybe you're a night person and you can crank at night. Um, but for most people, that's what it is. So paying attention to biology like that is a, is a good thing. Try not to crater. I mean, this is personally for me. I try not to crater my mornings by eating um, a whole lot of sugar for breakfast, right? Yeah, We're going to get into that with, with some kind of health <laughs> podcast, I'm sure, in the future or a few of them. But if you're going to have the carbs, have them closer to the afternoon, evening, whatever. That helps a lot. Um, yeah. Other practical things would be Understanding your flow state, your, your particular temperamental flow state. So flow state is this amazing space that people get into where time seems to pass by really quickly or just stretch on forever. You're feeling like limitless in a way. You're very creative. You're just sort of on fire. And so you can, you can go onto the magic Google machine and you can find out, you can Google, how do I find out what my flow state is? You can take a quiz on this. For some people, it's a very solitary thing where they're not very active. They're, they're just like milling around the house and there's some music on in the background. That's how they get into their flow state. That's where they're going to be able to figure out. Um, and, and then, so combining that flow state with with a goal with an intentional goal of i have this project i have this goal i want to work on i need to think of something i need to figure something out with regards to that so i'm going to figure out how i can repeatedly get into my flow state 
And then I'm going to work on that problem while I'm in the flow state. Maybe your flow state is more active. When you're taking, if you take your have dogs, you got to take them for a walk. Don't just, don't just waste that time. Before you go on that dog walk, this is like an incredible hack. Before you go on that dog walk, take a moment to think about what it is you need to accomplish. Let's say you need to write an email, you need to write a newsletter. You need to figure out what the hell it is you're going to do with your life. Embed that intention of I'm going to adopt, I'm going to have some mind space that I'm going to dedicate to this on the walk and think about that while you're moving. That is an incredible hack. And then don't just get so far out of the mind space. You forget it. You have your phone do voice to voice to text or something and just talk to your phone and just get it all down, whatever it is, get it down poorly, get the ideas down. So you do not let them run through your fingers like water. Yeah. Uh, Capture that stuff. So I would say, yeah, morning is very good doing stuff in the morning, chunking things down into tiny little pieces as well. And then flow state, that's another just deadly thing and figuring out those spaces where you have time, you're in the car, you're, you're doing the, the, you're walking the dogs or you're washing the dishes, right? Yeah. Because you left them all piled up. That's what I do. I'm, well, sometimes I, I wash one at a time like you, Patrick, <laughs> but sometimes it's an ungodly mess. The kids leave crap everywhere. I'm picking stuff up. If I'm going to be cleaning, I'm going to think ahead of time. Okay. I need to, I need to work on this one problem. Yeah. Let me set my mind on that and see what happens. I I really, I I really have to agree that like, if you can put yourself in, in a task and walking is an easy one, right? But dishes is a great one, whatever. If you can get into a task that doesn't require a lot of mental energy, right? Every task can require some mental energy, but if you, if you can operate on a background, a physical task that operates on a background mental state, the, the cognitive freedom that, that gets, that gets loosened up. There's just just like cognitive juices that start to flow. And if you can be intentional enough to have something that you directly wanna work through and give yourself a mindless task, the outcome of that situation it, for me is so overwhelmingly positive. It is, it's one of my favorite things about what I do on a daily basis is a lot of what I do is, is remarkably mindless. And it just allows for so much mental freedom where I can just be creative instead of like being stuck in this, like I, I'm an assembly line of packing things up and shipping them out. It's like, my mind has is a hundred percent free to do whatever it wants to do, which is incredible. Absolutely. Yeah. Having that initial intention is, is such an incredible hack. And also, so, so that's using and understanding, understanding your temperament, paying attention to like when you've had those moments of flow and when you felt, really on fire and if you can if you can get into that state while you're really while you're working on some project that that's a passion project for you you can have some real inspirational breakthroughs Mm -hmm. um and the the opposite end of that instead of using and i I have not heard anyone talk about this really instead of using your conscious mind to figure stuff out sometimes i will like with design stuff. I remember, I mean, I went through so many different prototypes um, with yeah, both Jetpack and Optimus. And I, I remember having many times where it was like, okay, I, I cannot get this manufactured. This doesn't work. That doesn't work. And I would get incredibly profoundly frustrated. And, and at first this was just like an accidental thing that I, that happened, but I would be, almost live it i would be just such a cranky person and damn it i've worked on this for so long i'm so cannot figure this this part out and Mm. and then i would go to sleep and Mm. and i would i would basically force my brain to get to the point of pure frustration and giving up and having maximum pain and discomfort with this thing 
And then I would forget it. I would say, okay, I cannot think about this mind, work on this thing in the background. That is like an incredible thing. And maybe it's a day later, maybe you sleep on it, maybe it's a week later, maybe it's a month later. But your subconscious mind, if you're really driving some frustration into this problem, yeah. it's going to figure it out. Just have yeah. faith. Like, <laughs> have faith. If, you're, if your brain can't figure it out, if your conscious mind can't figure it out, the unconscious is going to. And I'm getting chills like just talking about this because the first time it happened, it was just like, holy crap, what was that? But then after that, <laughs> I realized, oh, I can use this. Oh, I can, yeah. I can push this intentionally. Like I don't have to just suffer here and sort of like, like, a, like a low simmer. Like I can really, I can dedicate some time and just keep failing keep failing in the notebook and scribbling stuff and just like crumpling up paper and throwing it into the corner and making a mess that I won't pick up till later and force it and force it and force it and, and then let it go and drop it completely. And then just yeah. wait to see what kind of magic comes out of that. Yeah. And, and I think the key to that, right. Is you said you get to the point where you almost give up because if you give up, if, mm-hmm. if you're just like, well, that's impossible. I'm yeah. done. Then, then the subconscious is yeah. also going to shut off. You have to keep that pathway open. And it, it, as long as that pathway of possibility is open within your brain, you, you are going to figure it out. It's going to come to you and it's going to come to you like a dynamite explosion where you're just like, what the heck is, uh, yeah, that's, that's perfect. We're done. Yeah. And that, I, that, is, that is magic. That is a magic experience for sure keep that pathway open and just experience yeah. the magic of life. <laughs> yeah. And, and it comes through like the, the solution that your subconscious is going to offer up is usually so much more elegant and simple than what you were working on and what you were trying to make happen and yeah. trying to like smash that square peg in that round hole. Yeah. And, and that is a beautiful thing. And, and that just works with like, and my, my day job is I, I do a lot of design work um, in the, the medical device field. And it just, it baffles me sometimes. We'll have, have a meeting. Someone wants to figure out some kind of design for something. And then they want to have a follow-up meeting too soon. It's like, no, let people's brains just work on this for a while. Let it simmer for a while and see what comes out of that. And, and then you do. And so that's the frustration. And, you know, we talked about the flow state as well, like having some fun with this, understanding that you're going to have some like real flashes of inspiration. If you, if you dedicate some mind space to this and your, your brain is going to surprise you and you're going to surprise yourself Mm -hmm. with what you're capable of, of coming up with. And that is, that's a magical thing. Um, And, and when you're not doing that, I mean, just having some, having some little incremental gains every day, making a list. What is it that I need to do on the micro level? What incremental tasks do I need to knock out to get me closer to the goal? And if you let those compound, if you just do that and you watch that compound over time, yeah. it's an amazing thing. Pe- people think that, myself included, right? You, I just think, oh, this is going to happen so fast. But um it never ends. You have to just keep working on this every day. And when you do that, you look back a month later, six months later, 12 months later, and you can pat yourself on the back. You can say, okay, look at what I've accomplished. And maybe, you know, I'm not there yet, but it doesn't matter. You've done more. Look around at other people. You've done more than like 99% of other people. And that's something because you slay that dragon of excuses. (laughs) Yeah. It's real. I mean, it, there's you people should take so much pride in just doing anything and then looking around and saying, Yeah, almost nobody else on this planet, almost nobody else in the seven and a half billion other people have ever done this thing that I did, or this is the very first time it's ever happened. Like, whatever it is, it's it's yeah. the pride that should be there in that. And man, just do that, do something unique and cool and just be like, this, this is what I did. I did, I did this. How rad is that? I mean, that, that is the title of your, that is the name of your podcast, Becoming Legendary. And that is what we're talking about here. We're talking about how is it that you make that happen? And, and unfortunately, 
you know, you, you said that like most people don't do that. And that's true. But unfortunately, what you see amplified if you're, mm-hmm. if you're getting sucked into the phone is you only see the people who are, who have made it already. Yeah. And so then you become one of the 99% of people who isn't even trying. And so that's a real catastrophe or, or a tragedy for you because you've got time and you may as well do something fun with that time. And, yeah. and, and you got to accept that you're going to, you're going to come up with a, a lot of bad ideas first. And that is, that's par for the course. Like it's a good thing to not get married to the first idea that you have and, and, and you know, drink your own Kool-Aid essentially. Like you yeah. need to be able to, you need to have a lot of ideas and, and then understand that most of those ideas are garbage or not the right fit for you. Maybe they're not the right fit for your temperament. Mm-hmm. It's good if you're going to do something, you should understand who you are. If, if you're an introvert, well, maybe you don't want to go into something where you have to do a ton of sales, uh, person like uh, door to door, people, person to person, and door to door, right? Yeah. If it's going to make you physically sick or whatever, right? And if you're an <laughs> extrovert, well, then don't do something that's going to put you just in a corner alone, isolated and not connect you to a bunch of other people. So understanding who you are, what skills you have and how you can use those to, to push something out into the world is, is super important. Yeah, definitely true. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Mirror, mirror your creations with your skill sets and uh, it also, I mean, it's just really fulfilling, right? If, if, you're, if you're doing things that you really enjoy, whether, whether they're successful or not, it's a fulfilling life experience. So do them. <laughs> you're, you're going to learn something for sure. Like I can think back about all the different projects and, and things that I've worked on in the past. And most of those have ended up at, at just having no impact. And it was a zero in a way, but but that's because it wasn't the right thing, and I needed to learn a lot um, in the process to get to get to the point where where I could make something that that was more impactful and was more meaningful and to help more people. And it's just so it just takes time. You just have to do that, and and you know having so so to stick, to keep with the theme of the episode. So it really helps to have some mentors. Maybe those are virtual, virtual mentors in the form of podcasts or books or whatever. Maybe those are actual mentors that are people that you know in real life. Um, but paying attention to what, paying attention to other people that have done something similar to what you want to do can help you get to where you want to go faster. So I remember hearing this great example of of someone who had, they were, they were just so good at their blog and at, at building up their whole presence and uh, their whole theme. It was like a, a mom and her, her theme was around like clipping coupon. He had built up this incredible audience and had all this traffic. But then when she tried to, she wanted to like put something out there that required payment like here's a service here's a product whatever but then what she realized was that she had built up an audience of cheapskates <laughs> because they were the coupon clippers yeah <laughs> right yeah and when i heard that oh i, I laughed at the the tragedy of that because yeah. uh, it's hilarious from if it didn't happen to you it's freaking hilarious yeah but also if you listen to that if you you listen to that podcast you listen to that audiobook and you get that lesson, someone else's pain and misfortune just saved you like three years. Yeah. And so, uh, so paying attention to what other people that have walked your path that, that you want to go down, that's going to, that's going to get you to where you want to go faster. 
And all those things are out there. And you say, well, I don't have time to read books. Well, neither do I. And my attention span is dead. And the only books that I read are books that are out of print because that, and, and books that don't have an audio format and, and everything else is audio only pretty much. And I'm going to listen to that maybe on the dog walk or in the car or when I'm washing dishes. And then I'm going to get those lessons on how to not build an audience of people that don't actually want to interact with you in a sense. Yeah. And they just want to, whatever. So yeah, yeah lessons, learning lessons everywhere. Learning, learning other people's lessons is a really, really valuable time saver um, because you can learn all the lessons the hard way. And, and sometimes you have to, but if you can save your, if you can save yourself three years, right? Think about what you can do in three years. So the, picking up those things. So as we kind of, as we kind of wrap, wrap our ideas up here, this is, this is the, this is the, the, the flow path that I have. You tell me, you tell me where we are. I have, getting past that initial excuse inflection point, making the choice for possibility, uh, utilizing multitasking to both learn and problem solve, expecting failure and, and not, being, not being necessarily tied to a stopping point just because something didn't work initially. And, and then my last thing I have is just keep going. Keep going down things you know, that you're funny. about. Yes, you're right on. Yeah, absolutely. You, yeah, you have to keep going because you have to, you have to accept that you're going to fail, you know, in quotes, you're going to fail, you're going to make mistakes. And, you know, what, what cracks me up about this is that this, this episode, like the episodes that we're doing on the Invisible Path, I feel like we are, we are covering a ridiculous amount of different <laughs> topics like very densely like <laughs> most most podcasts would take just one of the points and just drag that out over an hour and that <laughs> would be true. their episode it's and what true. we're doing is we're just packing it in i'm i'm serious it's like if if you just listen through this once and, and you didn't take any notes and you don't follow up then you're not going to really get in there on that invisible path like take that's part of it too is like Shoot. you have to you, you have to get obsessed about about learning what it is you need to learn yeah get where it is you want to go and then you you're gonna have to probably take some notes because you're gonna yeah. forget stuff i mean yeah and that can be a pain in the butt when your hands are wet because you're washing dishes and you're going to have to figure that out. Um, yeah. Like I do that plenty of times where I'm like, I have to dry my hand so I can take a note. <laughs> I mean, like literally yeah. it's so funny. Me I have too. to do that. And, and so, yeah, I can't wait to see where we're going to take this next. Um, it's going to be probably somewhere a little different. I think we've talked a lot about practically, how to make something happen in 2021 as we are in the middle of this crisis phase generationally and how we have another seven years to go of this. And I know that it feels dark and uncertain for people right now. That is a, maybe objectively true, but also it is just part of, uh, it is part of the cycle that we're in right now and use this time. You, you know, if, if you're freaked out about this time a little bit, Use the use that to to fuel some urgency in your life to make mm. some things happen for you. Um, mm. Don't just wait around for the horror or what, of whatever existential crisis you're fearing coming coming to pass. I won't I won't uh, say anything specific because then <laughs> it'll the algos will pick up on it. Um, so <laughs> keep the algos away. But it's true. I I think mm. you nailed it. I, yeah, it's about being intentional and and uh starting make a list not everyone's a list person i have lists everywhere lists are great chunk it down into micro tasks and work on becoming legendary and, and uh, let us know what the heck you're working on. yeah tell us what you're working on and start some just start something how rad is it just to start something yeah <laughs> so you can another beautiful explanation or exploration of the invisible yeah. path man yeah. Thank you. This was good. I'm glad we took it in all these different directions, Patrick. This has been awesome. And I cannot wait. I'm going to go download this yoga soundtrack. <laughs> I can't wait. I'm going to check this out. It's going to, it's going to Zen me out a little bit and, and maybe take the edges off the manicness. It uh, should do and, that. 
I'm gonna play it. I'm gonna play it when we do the uh, we do the yoga for the homeschool. So it's I gonna be it, epic. Man. So thank you. Thank you. We'll we'll be back soon. Heck yeah. <laughs> All right, man. Yeah, that that was good. That that was a good one. Uh, cool. <laughs> yeah. How did how did how did uh, it come like, off for you? You feel oh, good? Man, yeah. Do we get the ideas oh, you had yeah. in your head out? Yeah. Totally. Totally. Yeah. It's. I really think it's true. I think we like we're packing so much stuff in here. That is that, that is, is really really true. I hadn't really thought about that. Um, yeah. I, I mean, I had recognized the amount of stuff where like we are covering so many things yeah. that uh, it's yeah. it's almost to the point where I can't remember anything. It's not almost to the point. I cannot yeah. remember anything that we talked about, totally. period. And then <laughs> there's just so you, you much. You don't need to. <laughs> yeah, it's true. It's, <laughs> it's all recorded. <laughs> yeah. So well, you don't need uh, to because we're doing it. We're already doing it. <laughs> but yeah. Yeah. yeah so that's interesting. It's, it's been wild. Yeah. I don't know what we'll do next. Maybe we'll do the fourth turning. I don't know. Um, yeah. Well, let's figure it out pretty soon. Have you, yeah. Did you get more into that book at all? Yeah. Cool. Yeah. It's, uh, yeah. <laughs> it's, it's pretty mind blowing to me. <laughs> it is, man. Yeah. <laughs> it really, yeah. And, and what's amazing is what's going to happen next because what's next after this is another high where we're rebuilding but um people are going to be slow to catch on and they're gonna like there's going to be a moment of peak despair and peak Mm -hmm. pessimism and that is the time you know to go all in when things are going to get better from there yeah and that's gonna who knows when that's gonna happen but sometime in the next five or seven years on yeah, let's let that let's let know. that thing happen. <laughs> yeah, right. Tear the bandaid off. Let's see. I will. I will tell you. I'm real excited. I'm real excited for Guru Talk. When, whenever we yeah. we get to Guru okay. Talk, I'm real excited about that. I'm really. Maybe excited we should do that for, next. For I'm in. Yeah. <laughs> let's do Guru because that that'll that'll be good. Let's do that next. Gurus. All right. Okay. All, All right. right. I'm excited. Okay. Cool. Cool. Hey, hey, man, enjoy the heck out of your weekend. You too. 